I don't know if it's sad or like a relief that 2018 is done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll say I haven't had the greatest year, but I definitely can't say it was bad. Yeah. There was a lot mean. of bad things. Oh, yes. There was a lot. But I guess that kind of happens every year. Yeah, that's true. But really, I mean,. We got this podcast up and going. That's true. To something that, you know, I, over a year ago, I wouldn't ever really think about actually sitting down doing a podcast. Mm. And now we're actually there. We've done a whole year now. A whole year. A whole year. A whole. Whole year. Goddamn year. Um, yeah. Ups, downs, ins, outs. So, this episode, we just kind of want to chat, you know, have a, <clears throat> have a chat. Have a chit-chat. We, um, <clears throat> we just kind of want to talk about the year, um, obviously our first year being a podcast is pretty important to us, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> how many more episodes we're going to do, but I'm going to say that it's probably going to be for a long time, because oh, yeah. we actually enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just kind of want to chat about some of the biggest stories that came out this year. Movies, TV shows, kind of things that we've learned, things that maybe changed or didn't change. Yeah. Um, I will say, I want to start off with a quick uh, Netflix. Obviously, streaming sites, I want to say this year has been the year that I think Eyes have really focused on streaming sites, yeah, more so than any other years. Not saying that nothing in the past has ever done it. Obviously, you know, you can say you know the last five years, but mm-hmm. I say that because I want to say maybe a year ago, plus maybe two years ago, the idea of all these streaming sites kind of being well, the idea of streaming sites more so than a Netflix or a Hulu, maybe even like a an Amazon Prime or something. The idea of having more than one was kind of like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But it slowly started creeping up more so and more so where people started dropping, you know, original content on their thing and then thing, things are being pulled away. You know, um, CBS has their streaming site now, which I still think is fucking stupid but, but now I, fx you know is pulling away and having their own streaming I, site just look at fa- facebook has facebook watch now too where they, they're doing their own original programming yeah uh, youtube's been doing it for a little while mm-hmm. now um we're getting disney plus and dc just re- you know released theirs yeah. and you know they're still working on theirs so now it's like we talked about this before where these streaming sites are kind of you know coming up but what i want to focus real quick on is like netflix and 
we know now because of everything that's happening is things are starting to get taken away from Netflix. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a big story of friends getting pulled, but yeah. then all, you know all the nerdy white people are like, oh, you can't take the best show in the world off of Netflix. <laughs> the best show in the world. <laughs> so Netflix was like, all right, we'll pay a ridiculous amount of money for this, and we'll just we'll let this other stuff go away. Which is ridiculous because it's like, you guys let Lost go, but you have to keep friends? Yeah. yeah ridiculous. Exactly. Um, which, my response to all that is, why don't you just check Hulu? Well, I know, because it's... No, I know, on. but that's what I tell oh. everyone. It's like, uh, I remember when Futurama got pulled out, and I was like, mm -hmm. I just watch on Hulu. Or, um... Yeah, when Lost went off of Netflix, it's, it's all on Hulu now. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, great, I can watch on it. Hulu. No, and I then, know, but I mean, like, I watch it on Hulu now. And Junior, uh, the FX, I guess, pulled um, Sons of Anarchy, or maybe you just didn't pay for it. But Junior's like, man, like, oh, I wanted to watch it. Like, maybe not now, but... Oh, like he's all upset, and I was just like, check Hulu. Yeah. It's not going to be on Hulu. Check, check, it, it sure usually enough. is. It's on Hulu. I mean, like, Always Sunny is on, all on there. South Park's all on there. Like, what else do you need? Um, But no, but I want to focus on that because now that's, that's happening, the reality of Netflix being mostly original stuff has kind of become more the norm. Um, we're seeing more original movies. Mm -hmm. We're seeing a crazy amount of original TV shows. Yeah. And now they're doing, you know, more documentaries. They're doing more talk show stuff. They're doing, they're kind of having their hand in a bit of everything. Um, but what I, I really want to talk about is the idea of a Netflix show or a Netflix movie or whatever. I, I think, I, maybe this is for me, but I think after sitting down, Watching was it Blackbird or something like that? Oh, Bird Box. Bird Box. I haven't seen that yet, but I heard it's supposed to be so good. After after sitting down watching that, realizing that you know this year's coming to a close, and knowing that we we're going to talk about this, I was like, I think my idea on Netflix and movies has completely changed. To just like, oh, you know, yeah, it wasn't great, and you know, oh, you know, whatever. To uh -huh. it's good when you realize that. The idea of Netflix and original movies and all this stuff, it gives you a different perspective to watch a movie. Really? I say it like this. When you go and you expect something like a major motion picture, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to the movies and you're spending your, you know, $10 to go to movies. You kind of, you expect a certain movie in front of you, yeah. right? And, I, you know, we talk about Star Wars and like, oh, it's blah, 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 because they weren't expecting it. Yeah. Um, something like the, uh, was it Bird Box? Mm. Something like that. When you watch it, it is good. But when you're watching it and you get through the end, and I, I saw uh, like a little interview they, they, they said about the director and the, um, the book writer, and he asked them about the um, entities in there. And the writer basically was just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and it was like, huh. And most people would be upset, especially how the movie goes. But sitting there watching this movie, watching these good actors, watching all this stuff, it's like, yeah, you know what? I didn't I didn't need any of that. And we always talk about that, how yeah, it's okay exactly. if a movie doesn't start. Like, if a movie started midway, like, technically midway through the story, and then 
did weird cuts of like, oh, this is actually what happened. Like, the ending is actually the beginning. Oh, you know, it's like we don't find that. No. We don't find that weird. We don't find that irritating. It's like we understand that people just tell stories differently. And it's okay if it's a little bit different. It's okay if it's out there. It's okay if it doesn't explain everything. Yeah. And uh, Bird Box does that. They they don't really have to explain a lot for you to see what you're seeing and say, like, I enjoy this. I like this. This is this is good. Um, earlier this year, we got a Cloverfield Paradox. Mm-hmm. And people hated that movie. I don't understand why. Yeah, and you go back and you watch it and it's like, but it's giving you a completely different side of a story that you didn't know that you even had. And then when they kind of bid, uh, uh, bridge it together, it's like, oh, interesting. Oh, uh, yeah, but how come worms, okay? How come his hand, okay? <laughs> yeah, and, and see, like, I and this is why I say, like, I feel like people should realize that with maybe, like, a big motion picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could bother you, right? Because yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, I, I need my beginning. I need my ne- my yeah. middle. I need my end. But with something like this, it's like sit back, watch it, and be like, this is, might be pushing it, but this is, I feel like, what really constitute as art. Mm-hmm. People being given the opportunity to say, okay, maybe we can't publish this, or maybe we can't uh, put this in, like, uh, a bunch of theaters but we can show it to millions of faces and yeah it may not be like you know uh it may not be like the most perfect put together movie but there's something here that it's it's, it's expressive in a certain way where maybe maybe some some people don't see it or maybe some people see it and they're like i don't get it but other people see it and they're like this is fucking fantastic. I think, and it's a wider audience to open that too. And I think that's what helps, and that's what helps to get like, like this different perspective out there is by not tethering them to a box office. They're not tethered to like how many people can we get in the seats. It's more like, well, we we know these people subscribe. It's word of mouth type of thing. Like, yeah. hey, everyone's talking about this movie. I gotta watch it. Like the ritual or Bird Box or Roma. Like even Roma, which is this front runner for best picture type of movie well not it is but it isn't but you know what i mean like yeah it's out there but it's a netflix it's on netflix now like you don't have to wait for it to come out in theaters i mean you can experience it in the theaters but the thing is like like you can watch this movie on netflix yeah and it and i think like sitting sitting back and really thinking about it it's like you know what it's like my eyes just opened up a little wider. And now when I see something as kind of being like, uh, maybe that's a fault, I accept it more as like, no, this is just the story. Mm-hmm. And I think because it's more it's more of a casual watch. Like you don't have to pay for the the movie ticket and the and the popcorn and your soda and you you know have to drive there and stuff and, and put clothes for us, on. Yeah, put clothes on. And for us, we don't care. Like no. you know, we do that all the time, but we also like sitting and watching movies. And I, I don't know. I, I just feel like now I can understand that they just have a different feel. But when I say that, I don't mean that in a negative way at all. It's just I finally kind of understand that I think before, and I, and I think I said this before, I think before 
when I said a Netflix movie and Netflix original. Yeah. You kind of just uh, you, it's the same. It's the same way as you say, like, oh yeah, that's just a CW show. Yeah, you just, <laughs> exactly. You, you know, when you hear that sentence, you just you expect something. You, you expect just a little bit lower of quality. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know we don't mean that in like the no, acting no, way no. or whatever. It's just there's something there that just feels like it's. Of course, it's not you know um, being shown in theaters, or whatever. Uh, like the Mowgli movie, it's like, <laughs> of course it's not. It's like, no. <laughs> Duh, of course they pulled this, you know, type of deal. Yeah. But if my eyes were once closed, now they are open. Because now I can I could look back at some of the movies I saw. And I, I ever told you, like, oh, yeah, I've seen, I watched that. Or, oh, yeah, I was watching that or whatever. And, and you just... Movies like Mute, where we knew that weren't their greatest movies. But then now you... Now I put it in this perspective. And I and I try to view it to this, this, this new set of eyes. And I'm like, you know what? But getting something like this on a streaming site that some people could get for, was it, what's the cheapest one? Like seven dollars, eight dollars, eight dollars. It's like that's pretty fucking good, especially like when you watch you watch movies like fifteen years ago, like oh yeah, some, maybe even ten years ago. It's like wow, that's that's like really shitty quality. <laughs> and I get it, you know, with technology and all stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? But yeah, no, I know it's, what you mean. it's 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 taking that consideration and everything it's like you know what i think even if you don't necessarily agree that these movies are great you'd have to at least understand that this quality we're getting this this um this view this 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 aspect of whatever anyone wants to show all of this stuff that compiles what a netflix and not just netflix but you know hulu's i think going to be there sooner or later um, you know, we already have like Amazon Prime and that's true. And you know, Disney's doing their stuff and and I feel like now that these streaming sites where we considered like the originals maybe less than are now like no, it's just a completely different tier now. Yeah. It's it's yeah, you know, I can watch like this show on like uh, TBS, but there's this comedy on Hulu and they're just as funny, they're just they're just different, you yeah. know. Well, and I think that's a good thing because, as we've talked about, and and other people have talked about, like people don't, and it's and it's one of those things that it's like it's a sad to say kind of thing. It's so goes radio and the newspaper, but theaters too. Like, like people don't want to go to the theater anymore because they're not so lucky like like we are in a state where like we have Harkins, we have AMC, we have Cinemark. We have uh, we have different choices, but they're all they also oh, give you close to yeah. yeah, and they also give you diverse prices. They can some if you want to go spend a lot of money, you can go spend a lot of money. If you want to be cheap about it, you can be cheap about it. Um but like most places don't have that. So like Netflix is their only alternative and they're starting to see these films that like the creators are getting given more control over and they're like you said, being more, they can be more artistic or they can be more abstract about things. And it's like, I feel like that's a good thing because now you're going to get more people who see these things and they're going to find, they're going to see like, oh, wait, I didn't think about this. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it's going to broaden a lot of like these <laughs> generate, what are they, Generation Z now? <laughs> I don't know. These Generation Zers. 
They're going to broaden their whole uh, thing. Generation Xenon. Yeah. The sequel. Yeah. And that, <clears throat> now we're going to have to, like, let aliens into the bathroom or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and when we say this stuff, we don't mean it's bad. Like, or, We're not trying to say that one is better than the other, yeah. one's better than the other, because when you say something like, oh, they could finally be artistic, we're not saying that... They can't, yeah. We're not saying that, you know, people who produce, like, these big movies are not artistic, you oh, know, no, obviously, because... some of the most artistic people are the ones that are being praised for it, mm. but a lot of times, they aren't, you know. Yeah. Sorry to bother you, but it's just, I feel now, it's, it's, once that people saw something as a Netflix movie... Uh, they saw as like, oh, it's less than because, like, the story doesn't make sense, or like, oh, yeah, you know, look how they do this. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, that's actually a really interesting way to tell a story, or, <coughs> oh, I, I love how they do these, you know, effects. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think deep down inside, I always kind of felt that way, but actually kind of reflecting on it, it was like, wow, yeah, shit, I... Huh, and and I'm not I'm not saying that the uh, the bird box is like the best like Netflix original. It's just when you watch it and you kind of realizing what you're watching and what you're getting from a streaming site. It's like, huh, yeah. And then hearing that interview too, it's funny because we oh, that's one thing that we talk about specifically when we talk about you know doing skits or writing shorts or you know scripts or whatever is that we don't always we don't feel like we always have to tell you like everything what you know or who or whatever it's that sometimes just a story in that moment can can comprise something that's like oh this is interesting you don't even you don't know have to you don't have to know you know Who's this guy? Where did he come from exactly? Why is he doing this? Uh, what? Why aren't they here? Like, couldn't they just do this? Why? And I get that those are normal questions. We know those are normal questions. But we're not. We're specifically telling the story to not answer those questions. Just to tell you this specific story. No present. No no future. Or no past. No future. Just what's happening there. And it's funny, too, because it's like, that's literally why we started this podcast. Because we saw how people, like, overanalyze things. Or they are like, well, I don't want my hand held through a whole movie. Yet they do the opposite. And they complain, well, I wanted my hand held through this whole movie. So it's like, what do you want? So we decided to, like, the movies that we saw, and we're like, no, this isn't actually as bad as you guys say. Like, this is actually a really good film. And we wanted to take the time to, like... It's it's taking a look at movies like Joe Dirt. Yeah. Knowing what you have in a Joe Dirt. But knowing that just because you're not getting the creme de la creme mm. of actors, but even though there's some good actors in it, yeah. it's what you're getting is great for what you get. Yeah. You, it makes you feel good. It makes you laugh, you know. And not just... And this is Joe Dirt. I'm not saying with all movies. But it makes you feel... It just makes you happy that you're watching the film. Or it makes you feel some sort of feeling because mm-hmm. you're watching the film. I don't need to go to Joe Dirt and be like, what is oh, 
Joker doesn't make sense. Oh, they, oh, so they just let this kid do that? Oh, and, and they wouldn't do this? How did he oh, get food? No. Oh, yeah, how did he, he can't do like, that. How did he get new clothes when he was growing up? Oh, like, yeah, oh, there's just, like, it's like, no, man, see? Because now you're overanalyzing something that doesn't need to be overanalyzed. It could be. Obviously, it could. everything could be overanalyzed, but... It's also at a point where it's like, but why would you overanalyze that? But then you don't overanalyze your favorite movie. Yeah. And then when someone starts poking holes in your favorite movie, it's like, no, no, see that, no, that all makes sense. Because I feel like people think that they need a movie that three sixties that you can pinpoint the exact beginning and the middle and the end, and from what the end happens, you know that because the end happened that that's why the beginning happened that's that's what happened in the beginning or whatever right yeah and they all want this they want this like complete circle but it's like that's not that's not even life no <laughs> you they know? just want the circle jerk <laughs> you mean the socal punk band uh, y- yeah actually that's what i'm talking about no but it's because like as we've talked about before too on, on this and we'll continue to talk about too i bet <laughs> we'll bring it up but it's like I've said before, like it's because Western audiences are used to so like certain things in a movie, and it's like, but if you broaden your scope and you saw the way other filmmakers made movies, you would understand, and and just looked at life itself, like you'd understand, like that whole three act structure, like and that whole beginning, middle, of an, and end isn't necessarily how a movie has to go, like because you could watch a movie where there is no ending, and you're like left there and you're stunned and you're like what? Because I, I have a, a, a serious man and it ends on like such a downer and it just leaves you and you're like what? What? Where's the ending? Um, I guess the, the most easy way to understand this is when you give someone here like a, a, a Japanese manga mm-hmm. and it reads from you know oh the, the, the yeah uh, the end to the beginning yeah Left to right? No. Right to right left. Right to left? Yeah. When you give them like that, they're like, oh, I don't understand. Why is this book broken? <laughs> Let me turn it upside down. Why is it upside down? That's kind of how you can imagine. Mm. I feel like how most people think. And I, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't mean it like, yeah. like oh, you're so fucking stupid. It's, it, I think this more. this is more of like, we just want you guys to open your eyes. Yeah. And understand that, yeah, there's some movies that you can't overanalyze or that you should overanalyze. Some movies want you to overanalyze. Oh, yeah. Some movies will literally give you the smallest bit of something in the movie or maybe even the whole movie. And you're just sitting there thinking like, wait, why did any of this happen? Why is this? Why is that? But then the person who made it is like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or, exactly. or there's the complete opposite, a, whole, a movie that somebody made that they don't want you to overanalyze it, yet you're sitting there puzzling over things, and they're like, no, no, like, they're, they're asked the meaning, and they're like, there is no meaning. What are you talking about? It's a yeah. movie. I just made it. Like, the the bird box thing, That that's the funniest thing, and I, and I think it just connected with me so well, is when the first thing he asked, the first thing the director asked about the things, right? And he was like, oh, uh, I don't know. And it's like, but you wrote the book. I like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I could just imagine. Yeah. Like, just imagine every person who watched that movie who hated 
the idea of like whatever those were, right? And they sit down with the oh this guy wrote no it wasn't just the director he wrote the book he knows what he knows exactly what he's gonna tell me, and then you ask him the question he says, I don't know, you know how pissed off they'd be yeah but I think what this podcast was always meant to do is sit you down and be like hey listen I get it. And you can always think about what they really are. I've done it. I'm doing it right now, thinking about the movie. But listen, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's just, not your fault? Just sit, watch it, and no. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, that, that was pretty fresh. And, and so I just kind of want to bring that up because I think that kind of compiles a lot of what we do here. Basically, it's, you know, it's everything we do here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it if you could just have an open mind to films and TV show and whatever and, and you know, wet web shorts and whatever is going to come out in the future, you know, um, I think Snapchat has, like, original stuff yeah, now. Yeah, I think they do, too. If you just, if you just relax a little bit, right? Loosen up. Yeah. Sit there and just pay attention to what you're watching. And if it's intriguing, it's intriguing. If it's not, it's not. Maybe you don't always have to ask those questions. And if they if they come in your head, save them, watch the thing, and then think about it. But just because you have those questions doesn't mean that it takes away from the movie at all. It doesn't mean that the movie is worse because you don't you don't understand why this guy moved to town or you can't figure out why they even started this business in the first place because sometimes that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, that just doesn't matter and it's not gonna ever be told why that is. But that's fine, you know? And if you hate the movie because of it, fine. But just know that you're hating a movie because of something that is all in your head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's in your head why you hate this movie for no reason. And... We're, and we're saying right now, we know that there's some movies with actual plot holes that make you think, like, wait, what? <laughs> um, and then there's, there's probably movies in there which you don't even understand that there's actual plot holes that maybe you watch it and you're like, no, yeah, this is fine. But if you really analyze it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess that is kind of weird. But I guess it just all comes down to, like, our different views and, like, our perspective of like what we watch but here at last podcast on the left oh wait no that's not ours (laughs) no all we want to do here is just to say like movies aren't always that bad they could be and some are Mm -hmm. and even some that are are still enjoyable because it's so bad yeah i mean that's a that's a whole genre i mean we've seen that with the room The, the room is a a movie about a, a woman who's a girl who's kidnapped and she has a son inside yeah, of a little room yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know it's so oh, bad wait, that it's no, good. No, 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 no. I think that's room. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but yeah, like with like, Captain Captain Marvel's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> no, but like yeah, we've seen movies like The Room and you know it's it's not a good movie, but it is an enjoyable movie. And then you watch something like um, what's the Oh, Disaster Artist. And you do learn things about, like, James Franco. And you're like, ugh. But it is a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
we're always going to have this conversation, I feel like, because especially now where, like, when we were younger and we kind of grew up with computers and the Internet and cell phones kind of becoming obscured to more like a, a, a regular everyday usage, we're seeing the same thing now that we're, you know, in this era where we went from there's no way that I'm going to stream movies from the Internet Yeah. to... Oh yeah, Roma's being uh, like nominated for this, you know, Golden Globe. Was it Golden Globe? Yep, Golden Globe, and you know, probably gonna get a Oscar nomination, and you know what I mean? It's like, but even like with when we talk about like the Emmys, it's like this was a, a like one of the best years for like um, like Netflix and like just streaming sites. Like look at um, Amazon, like the marvelous Miss Maisel that won a bunch of award. Like it's like. They're they're they learn from TV and they're kind of beating them at their own game type of thing. Like HBO learned how to make a good show with Sopranos, right? And then they everyone else started making like, oh, like we got to make a good show. So then AMC's like, well, we're gonna give you Mad Men and Breaking Bad, right? And then like then the streaming sites are like, all right, well we'll give you something better. And then <clears throat> now look at what they got. Yeah, House of Cards. House of Cards. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The future future's pretty sick. And I never thought we would be here, you know, talking about movies and TV shows that we're streaming 24-7 and, you know. Uh, but here we are. <laughs> so say what you will. It's interesting. It's cool. But that's why we're here. So... Maybe this means we'll have longevity because it's always going to be here. It's always changing. That's and true. And we're willing to change with it. Yeah. But we'll move on. And um, let's talk about other random stuff this year. Maybe our favorite movies, uh, favorite TV shows, any interesting news. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will point out is um, I never thought <laughs> watching the first Iron Man. Yeah. That we'd be here in 2018 and just realize that the domination of Marvel, you know, cinema was going to be what it is. But holy fuck. No, the the superhero bubble bursted like in 2012. It's one thing when you look back Mm -hmm. and you say, oh yeah, um, Infinity War is here. It's crazy. Like... But then you realize that, yeah, Black Panther was before that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? I know. Yeah, it I, was just before that, It too. literally was because they moved up the date for um, Infinity War. Because it was supposed to be in May, and then they moved it up to April, remember? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to be in Florida for it. <laughs> oh, jackass. Um, yeah, and... and one thing that I think we've learned more, or at least kind of paid attention to more, in a both good way and bad way, are, like, box office numbers. Yeah. And, like we said before, we don't look at box office numbers to be like, oh, this is the best movie. Mm-mm. Oh, that. But it's more of like, huh, I wonder what this means for the future. It's yes. looking at it's looking at actresses in mm-hmm. movies and, like, well... Oh, like, you know, this every time this girl is like heading a movie, it doesn't do well. But when she's in a uh, like a, a co starring role, oh, it does well. So 
you know, we could kind of see like, oh yeah, this movie's gonna crush that movie probably or whatever, right? Yeah. Or just seeing like, like we talked about last time with like, is is Spider Man gonna continue? Like they did well this week, but like how well are those those uh, that money? How well is that money gonna be? Held up because I think this year was like second place next to Aquaman. Right? Well, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna say is like you pointed out, like Aquaman would dominate everything else, and yeah. it ended up doing that. It exceeded, I think, what most people. I I think barely, but still exceeded what people think it was gonna make. And you could look at these box office numbers and 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 analyze them, so we could see like, okay, like this is just a fluke, or this is just whatever, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then you could look at something where it's like, ever since Star Wars moved from December to you know later on or earlier on in the year, it's like you could say that it correlates with them not doing very well. Mm-hmm. But I could also say it's part partially the nerds. Part it's it's probably the nerds. And yeah, it's I don't know it's it's something that I in the past I knew of obviously, but I never paid attention to. And doing this podcast, you look more I. I think I would say that we look more into some of that stuff that maybe we knew, but kind of were like, eh, whatever, and just focus on the film. But we could sit here now and say, like, oh, man, look at the trajectory that uh, Aquaman's going to make. Like, oh, you know, this this actually could be, you know, DC getting, getting a new start. Or, you know, we could say, like, oh... Maybe the Sony Spider-Man verse isn't going to be exactly what they thought. And then when you look at that, you can move on to be like, well, if that doesn't happen, then maybe they could do this or oh, maybe this is going to happen. Oh, or actually, you know, now this, you know, whatever. And it's just um, it's something interesting. And if you're interested in, in movies at all, I mean, hopefully you are because you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, take a look. Check it out. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of YouTubers who talk about this shit. And I will say a lot of them are fucking boring. Yeah. And a lot true. of them are really fucking nerdy. But if you just look past that and just kind of get, like, some of their some of their feedback, it's like you kind of understand what a lot of people see. And it's like, oh, shit, okay. That's interesting. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that I never thought, <laughs> you know, a year ago that I'd be doing is just like, well, okay, I got to go look at what's made you know what's a box office okay oh well, what's opening next week ah okay that could hurt that you know? <laughs> but we're here doing it so that's a thing and speaking of things that um you know something that we didn't in the past we didn't really think about like us actually taking as part of like our normal routine um i mean and we've talked we talked about this before um look at youtube I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but, like, just, like, the the scope that YouTube has grown to and, like, what we consume with, just even just this year alone, like, it's just crazy. Like, who, who knew, like, it's like, oh, I don't, like, just turn on, like, the regular TV anymore, like, local channels and watch, like, the news or anything. Nope, I just go, sh- I go straight to YouTube, and that's where I find all my news. That's where I find, like, this or I find that. And it's like, that's where I, I learn about this or I learn about that. <clears throat> it's just, it's crazy how much more relevant, like, YouTube as a platform for, like, cre- like this al- alternative for creators, you know what I mean, like, is. I think uh, YouTube 
without it knowing it, I think it became the beta for what would be the streaming site service mm-hmm. now. Because with YouTube, you do exactly what you do when you watch your streaming shows and your streaming movies. Is you go on YouTube, you have all your your channels and your you know whatever you watch, right? And you go through that and you say like, oh yeah, you know this is one of my favorite content you know creators, and I'm gonna watch this. Or you look up like, oh you know what, I want to see blah blah blah, and you look that up and whatever, right? And obviously we've do- we've been doing this for years, which it's funny because I always say like, oh we're so you know we're, we're so removed from like. YouTube culture, but then it's like, but we've been watching YouTube nonstop yeah. since like 2006, 2005, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and I think it's gotten more and more integrated. That's what I'm saying is like it's gotten more and more integrated into our life ever before. And and which yeah, I mean that's what I said with like if you replace uh, YouTube with uh, Netflix, right? And then <clears throat> instead of going to your favorite content creator you could go to your favorite genre yeah or you're like oh yeah you know there's that that video i've been wanting to look for whatever instead you type in you know some show that you've always been wanting to watch or you know what i mean and it totally makes it totally makes sense why everyone is that way now where now i could go to uh hulu and i could watch all my shows that i would watch on normal tv and just watch them like you know, instead of having to watch them the day of or of airing or at a specific time, I could just go on the next day or a couple days later or a few weeks later and be like, oh, you know, I'm going to catch up on Superstore because I haven't been watching in a couple weeks. Or, oh, yeah, I, you know, I missed South Park last night. I totally forgot. I better watch it. Um, or even, you know, something would come up with like, oh, what's leaving Netflix? What's coming? And then you see that movie and it's like, oh, shit, yeah, I've always wanted to watch that. And then as soon as it comes on, you go to Netflix and then you watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it totally makes sense now mm. that that's what we're doing and because YouTube planted the seed without, I think, really... Because if you look at what YouTube used to be and what it still kind of is today, it's just an amalgamation of the world. Yeah. <laughs> and so at, at, the, at the base of it, you just get the most random videos from the most random people do the most random things but sometimes those random things are what get people interested like you know sometimes I'll watch um oh I just randomly came up on some like I think he's Cuban or Puerto Rican guy's uh channel and he basically all he does so far that I've seen is he just cooks steaks steaks and different uh Sauces and like marinate them differently and stuff, right? And that's it. That's all I've seen so far. And he's like, "Oh, this is good. See, like, oh, with this salt. Oh, see, this dark, this darkens a little bit. But oh, see, with my puree of this. Oh, look at. Oh, it's like very nice. And then yeah, he tries them and he always says, "Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. Oh, this is the best one. But they're all good. And I don't know why I watch them. But, <laughs> you know, I just happen to watch it." And I do that shit, too, with something like a Netflix or a Hulu where I'll be going through something and either it's something like, oh, you know, I really feel like I really want to laugh today or like, oh, I really want something like outer spacey sci-fi something, right? Or, oh, I want to get scared. 
And the next thing you know, it you're just watching some like random ass movie that you've never heard of with some actors that you didn't have no like had no idea that they're in this movie, and you're just like, yeah, that's pretty good, or like, ah, that was kind of weird. <clears throat> or you find you know a random movie that you completely forgot existed, and you're just like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking I'll watch that. Or halfway through, you're like, mm, I'll finish this later and just leave. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and I think that's I think that's like I said I think that YouTube didn't know they was doing that and it did and it's interesting now that YouTube's kind of catching up where it's like oh shit you know now we know that people are interested in this idea you know now they're creating their own content making their own movies and it and it is interesting and it's funny though because I still feel like even though uh, YouTube was the foundation the forerunner whatever you want to say of like how we view media i still don't feel like it's on par with any of the other streaming sites even though i say that knowing that i watch youtube every day i mean that in the way of like their original content their original movies their original tv shows i'm not saying they're bad it's just in my head i think it's it's more of like uh yeah, I mean, they have this show with, you know, these, this person in it, and that's cool, but, like, I think I'm just going to watch this guy, like, tear down this old pickup truck and then just be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking put a flamethrower in the back. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah, America. <clears throat> um, and, and maybe that's why the idea of paying for YouTube seems so ridiculous to me. Not ridiculous, but paying for as much as they wanted to seems ridiculous. It's like, okay, I give you $3 to gut down on my ads, but for everything else, you could go fuck yourself, YouTube. Fuck yourself right in the hole. So an, a story that we talked about a lot this year, too, was uh, MoviePass. And basically, we talked about it a lot, and I was a part of that, but... Um, but we saw the way that some of these theater chains have been moving towards similar ideas and alternatives. But, like, we literally watched <laughs> in real time the whole, like, downfall of this of this idea that actually, like, is a good idea in theory, but, like, just come down in flames. As as we've said before, it's a it's a really good idea. If they charge more, like we've we've gone on and on and on, but like I feel like this year really showed like people do crave like an alternative to just oh I pay fifteen dollars to see one movie at a time and then tw- another twenty dollars at concessions. Over a year ago, when the idea of Movie Pass started to make its way out there. No one knew they wanted Movie Pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one knew that they wanted anything close to Movie Pass. No. And and we talk about this before, but the the shock of the idea of getting essentially thirty movies mm-hmm. a month for ten dollars. Ten dollars was like it was too unbelievable to pass up. And it's because it was too unbelievable. It was, and we've said that multiple times. <laughs> and you are totally right because. This year proved that there's something to be said about these um, 
monthly movie services or whatever. Because what started off, you know, I would say pretty pretty positive earlier this year went from being middle of the year to like oh yeah no this is gonna burn to the ground Mm -hmm. and now we are finishing the year and it uh, literally it's we're we're digging the hole and we're gonna throw its body in no dumb vert it's opposite of that Mm -hmm. it's taking them Mm -hmm. and putting a blanket over them and say Let's see if we can fix you up, because <clears throat> with Aunt, with uh, Amazon, well, we'll get there. With AMC, they were like, you know what? We'll we'll throw our fancy hats into the the mix, mm-hmm. and they gave something that at first sounded kind of ridiculous compared to Movie Pass, where you could get, oh, you know, it's still ten dollars for Movie Pass. Doesn't matter if this. Restriction and this restriction and this <laughs> restriction and people still saw ten dollars and a lot of people were like, oh, you know, that's that's still you know, it's a movie ticket. But AMC took the smart route and they were like, all right, let's break this down. We're not going to offer you thirty movies or ten dollars, but we'll offer you enough to where you could be like, if you're an avid movie goer, you're going to go every day you get a ticket. If you're um, uh, you know, constant movie watcher. Like I feel like we, I feel like we are. I feel like we watch so much movies. We might be avid moviegoers, but I'm just gonna put it out there. We're we're more casual. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you know, you're still you're paying for this, but it's still paying off. Yeah. And they saw that you can still make money doing this, and they went for it. And some people thought it was crazy. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, they have what was it, ten thousand? Or no. Was it like millions of users? I don't remember. They they just, I feel like they, yeah, like what you said, like they took that idea, they ran with it, and they decided, you know what, we we can't just be laissez-faire about it. We have to put like some hard, like, here's what you get. You're going to pay this, that's what you're going to get type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, whereas, like, that was the whole point of MoviePass was because, remember, they did charge a lot and they did give you, like, a lot. But then they're like, well, we're still going to give you a lot, not charge you anything for it. And that was what was the problem. AMC, a company that actually had been around for a while and has seen this and understands, like, you can't just give things away to people because they're going to abuse it. It. Yeah, because they need to pick themselves up from their bootstraps. <laughs> yeah, it, you look at AMC, you look at uh, Cinemi, I think is still going. I can't I actually don't even recall because I've been focusing on other things. Um, I believe Cinemark is uh, changing their thing, but still keeping the movie tickets because I, I read in, a, in a, an email that the point system, they're either going to change or get rid of or something. Oh, they are? Yeah, but it's... But I think that they're going to focus more on the monthly movie pass stuff. Oh, okay. But what we talked about, which I'm still interested in now because of uh, Aquaman, is like, what is Amazon going to do? Because they purchased those movie theaters. Mm-hmm. What they did with Aquaman, you know, the whole uh, showing it for one day... I'm pretty sure it was one day. I'm almost positive it's one day. 
don't call me boy, ain't shit shit. But I think that one day it did three million dollars, which you know some people say like, oh, it's not a lot, but um, I think it did almost as good as Deadpool did. And, and you got to realize too, like that was like one day ish. That's one day, and like and that's only people who had a prime membership and that's only people who actually wanted to go but it, obviously that's a sizable chunk who wanted to go see um amazon aquaman or amazon or amazon some people are like i gotta support amazon yeah you could break it down any way you want but let's just put it out there what they did for that thing it was interesting hmm. and now that they own these you know movie theaters wherever it was it's it's gonna be interesting to see what comes out of it. If it is it just like we talked about? It? Is it just like an Inquisition where they're like, oh we, yeah we just bought these because you know like oh we just want to put our hat in you know whatever, or is it gonna be something more? Are they gonna? Is this gonna be like a test for something greater? Uh-huh. Uh huh. All right. Speaking of movies, let's let's list some of our favorite movies of the year. I'll go first and say the, the the movie that took us by surprise. A movie that we never thought, you know, that we'd be like, oh, yeah, let's go see this movie. It's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Winchester House. Right? Oh, no, wait, sorry. Thinking of Annihilation. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Did not expect to like it as much as I did. No. I knew... I knew going into it, I was going to be intrigued by it, right? But sitting there, and then at the end, just being like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> but still it, being like, that was fucking awesome. It was so good. It, like, just, yeah, like you said, like, the cast, like, Natalie Portman's great. Oscar Isaac's amazing. Jennifer Jason Lee, great. Tessa Thompson, as always, amazing. Gina Rodriguez, great. Like, and it's like, and this is like what we we said earlier, where it's like it's a story where, you know, these weird things happen with no explanation, and the movie isn't about the explanation. It's about this thing that happens, and it's about like what these people have to do when they're thrown into the situation. Um, talk about a movie where you go in. Knowing that Oscar Isaac's in there, and him not even being like one of the best parts of the movie. No, and like the, when my sister was describing it um, to my other sister, she like like one of the last things she was talking about was Oscar Isaac's because it's like he's literally like you you think he's like a main part of this movie and he's not. Yeah, it it he he's planted in there to revolve around, but by no means is he having to do our. You could say yes, but really, like, it, it's far removed from that, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't know, just especially when we went to go see it, knowing that it was like, oh, yeah, they were just going to throw this on, on Netflix and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I think I think we even talked about, like, we could go see it or just wait. Yeah. <laughs> but we're mm-hmm. like, nah, let's just watch it. And 100, <laughs> like top of our movie list uh-huh. blew my mind yeah it, and we were hoping in the beginning that maybe it'd be recognized 
for some Something, reason or another. Yeah. But now we're here. It's like it's not getting yeah. anything. Yeah, we we cut. I think deep down inside we knew we were just being very hopeful. Well, that's like another film that came out this year that we loved a lot. Um, that we hoped by the end of the year, like people would remember, like, hey, you got to remember these performances. It was so good. You got to remember the directing. It was so good. Hereditary. I was almost like, I was like ninety nine percent sure that I'd love this movie. What I didn't know is how much other people would like this movie, because when we when we watch something like Hereditary or Annihilation, and and it's something that we love, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, because like <laughs> we're like we love this type of movie, but other people like this movie. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, we could look at something like Thoroughbreds or Killing of a Sacred Deer. And knowing how weird and offbeat it is, but there's just something there where it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't think that so many people would be intrigued by Hereditary. And sometimes, you know, you hear certain people, especially people that either you look up to or your friends or whatever, and maybe they say something and it's like, yeah, well, I expect you to kind of look at it that way. Or like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's it's beyond that. It's beyond our little our little group. It's beyond, like, our, 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 our people that we know that are going to be like, oh, yeah. You know, of course we like this and they like this. It's people that, you know, don't necessarily like something like Hereditary. And they're like, wow, yeah, that was really good. I mean, the ending was kind of weird. But I didn't expect it to kind of get the push it did. Mm-mm. And when we started talking about it, and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they know for sure that, for sure they're going to get nominated for something. Like, obviously they, they're yeah. going to get nominated for something. Like, Tony Collette at least should be nominated for something. <sighs> no. Nope. I don't even um, think the critic the Critics' Choice Awards was it, right? I don't think so, huh? It's like fuck, and they then they are the ones who are they they have their own sci-fi and horror category. Yeah, and it did get nominated for something, right? Uh, probably, but it's just like man, it was such a good movie, and it's like it yeah, like you said, it's it's just it's right up our alley. It's like the type of film that we would like, and we would be like, hey, you guys need to watch this movie, but everyone saw it, and they're like. Yeah, you got to see this movie, and we're like, we, th- "What? You saw that movie? Weird." A funny film that came out this year that actually like stuck that did kind of stick with me, and I was like, "I'm so glad we saw this." Um, I think we saw it the same time as Annihilation. I think um, Game Night. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and that movie was pretty funny. Yeah, I think it's a movie that shows that hey, guys, when you have a pretty funny concept story mm-hmm. with a really great cast guess what it's really fucking good <laughs> and and that's on the verge of like i saw blockers mm-hmm. i saw tag and i want to watch tag again mm-hmm. because i will say when i watched tag it was kind of like yeah like really yeah like i went in a tag thinking that I was going to laugh my ass off. It's going to be great. And and it was. It was really funny. It was interesting. But it just wasn't like, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> and Blockers, Blockers was one of those movies where I thought opposite. I thought it was going to be really bad, and it was just going to get a couple of good laughs. But it was it was actually pretty good. But even with those movies and Super Troopers too, which say what you will, that movie did exactly what I wanted yeah. that movie to do. I feel like Game Night topped all of that. Oh, I feel yeah. like Game Night felt like an actually solid comedy, mm-hmm. and I think I saw I think I saw that, and I could be wrong, but I think I saw that and uh, the Spy Who Dumped Me, and I liked that movie. I thought it was good. It wasn't great. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I I liked it. I, I laughed like I I like most comedies, and like this podcast would you know. The name of the podcast not that bad. These movies they weren't that bad. No, but even like even out of all those movies, Game Night was still like way more solid than those movies. Oh yeah, and I I forgot who I was talking to, but I remember saying like I wish I could have picked people from those other movies to kind of be in Game Night, and I think it would have been a lot more funnier. I'm not saying it wasn't funny, just I'm just saying like if I could have got like an Ike Barinholtz. Endgame night, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a lot fun here. But we'll get into another comedy. Mm-hmm. Something that I guess I would say sideswiped you more than me. But nonetheless, sorry to bother you. We just talked about this. And you, um, and you know what? I think I would say, as of right now, that's my favorite film of the year. Like, period. Because... I haven't. I still haven't seen if Beale Street could talk. I still haven't seen Roma, but like as of right now, like that was like my favorite film from this year. It did what black like it literally did what Black Klansman was going for, but like demolished that movie in every way. It completely like oh god, like like as we said in our episode for it, like I could go on and on and on about that movie. And I still would have more to talk about. Like, it's brilliant. Like, and I, oh, I just still can't believe that, like, that's Boots Riley's first film. It was funny when it needed to be, mm-hmm. but then when, you, when you're laughing, you're like, this is kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly what it was supposed to, like, um, I don't know. Great, a great movie. And like I said, just, just listen, we've had months. Mm. We've had a whole year to watch the greatest movie of the year. And we just watched it a couple... This month? This month. This month. So, and stick, it, stick that in your pipe. I got one more. Because it was one that we both... Well, when you you saw it and then I saw it, and, like, it did make us, like, hopeful for, like... Oh, like, th- hopefully people like this can make more movies. Den of Thieves. The Endless. I completely forgot that that movie came out this year, and when you sh- when you told me about this movie, and you told me like Resolution, we got to watch Resolution, and we got to watch The Endless, and we did, and we we literally sat there and watched them back to back, and I was so blown away with like how great like this like the story the story is like this is like the true like pinnacle of like this is what you make a movie for like it doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what your budget is. Here's the story. If it's a good enough story, you're that it'll, you're going to carry through. Yeah, I mean, most of these movies that we talked about, and 
they're what you expect from like major motion picture you know studios and what have you but this movie it was these guys pulling their money together having friends and family help them mm-hmm. with the cost of it and we understand it wasn't like visually as perfect as it could be mm-hmm. but what we got it was like you know what I don't care that the CG isn't as perfect or you know I don't care if like this practical effect kind of looks weird because it's like the, the story and everything about it is just is fucking awesome and like we talked about with you know the streaming sites and having like a fresh way to view a movie it's like when you sit down because <clears throat> Resolution was a movie that came out what 2015 some of that or so, yeah somewhere around there and then all this time later they made technically there's a part two but it's not technically a part two but yeah it is technically a part two it's a loose two yeah it's like a it's like a watery two yeah it's like <clears throat> a loose quote um uh yeah and you get something like that and it's like huh holy shit <laughs> and it all makes sense and it and the cool thing too is that when you take a resolution it, it feeds into the overall lore but it looks at certain aspects of it and like oh you know this and that and that and this whatever and some of that stuff definitely comes back in uh, the endless but then in the endless they also go on a little bit more about this and that and that and this and to the point where we sat we sat right here and we said if they made a third movie that tied into this we'd watch it 100% yep, 100% like, and be like alright what else could they do yeah. because they, they just shown that oh yeah this movie we made like 4 or 5 years ago yeah we're gonna make another movie that ties into that and it's gonna be just as awesome if not better <laughs> and then yeah you guys are gonna like it and it's like okay Give me your best shot. Yeah. Um, and it's like, because the way that they did the companion story to to the to Resolution, it literally is en- like the movie. It's endlessly unbounded by where they can go with the third one. Like, it's endless. Yeah. Obviously, we, we just talked about it earlier with, like, not having to specifically say what happened or what is happening or what this means or whatever. That doesn't matter <laughs> because it's what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing. And it just shows, like we said, they're just independent guys doing this stuff. Like, you know, maybe a little bit further from what we're doing and maybe what you're doing, but, you know, a lot closer, you know, they're a lot closer to, you know, us than like a J.J. Abrams. Mm. But, like, still a movie that's like fuck yeah like I was gonna actually watch it a couple of days ago or weeks ago but I was like I should probably watch something different (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah totally it was like totally meant to be there yeah obviously that movie is meant to be um I think I think this movie just goes to show that when you have a great cast Mm -hmm. great writers great directors and not only all of that but people who really believe in the film, yeah, that you can have something as amazing as the endless. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we didn't mention it, but we are where we waited because duh. But just Marvel in general. 
Yeah. Um, going into the year with Black Panther was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, and you're just kind of like, if this is what just Black Panther is going to be, then what's Infinity War? Yeah, what's what's Ant-Man going to be like? Yeah, what's Ant-Man, what's Ant-Man and the Wasp going to be like? Which, Mind blown. Which is, which, like, I feel like it gets overlooked because of Infinity War and Black Panther. And not to say, like, everyone forgets about it, because they, they actually were like, oh, yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp is really good. And it's like, yeah, but you guys hated Ant-Man? Oh, come on. Um, but, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp was really good, too. Like, it, like I saw that movie twice, I think, and it was good. Yeah. Was good. Did not expect Black Panther to do what it did, mm-hmm. and it was fucking crazy experiencing it. Oh yeah! But when you're like, yeah, well, duh, and you know, I, I am totally open to like how people perceive other movies. Yeah, and it's like I get why you think that way, and I get why you're saying that, and the whole like trying to put the race thing into it was so fucking dumb like yeah I, and i don't i don't mean like oh because they're all black it's a black cast i mean like oh the, oh this is what oh, they're trying to get rid of white people boycott this it's like shut the fuck up yeah, like that's you can't have what? a movie that's mostly a black cast because oh i don't know that's weird that it happens to revolve around a, a fake country in africa that's Afri- that's made up. Africa's made up. Actually, there's a lot of white people in Africa. Have you been to South Africa? <laughs> <laughs> it it was just like it delivered more than I think mm-hmm. I could have asked for. Oh yes. Um, and it took a character that I didn't know people cared that much for. I almost positive people didn't care that much for. Yeah. And they were just like, oh yeah, this is your favorite comic book character now. Captain Who, yeah, he Wakanda forever. Yeah, he walked up. It was he walked up to Captain America and he's like, "Look at me, look at me. This is my MCU now. I am the captain now." <laughs> um, but obviously, after all that, we get um, Thanos, the untold story, the prequel. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Yeah, and, oh, god damn. Infin- Avengers Infinity War. Oh my gosh. I saw the movie eight times in a the movie theater. God, that mo- this movie was so... In the movie theater. So just like... It, it was like, it's everything we wanted. It's everything we needed. And that's all you need. Yeah. It was... It's amazing. And... Jesus Christ. And, I think what's even funnier is there's always been the conversation of, like, what's better, DC or Marvel? Oh, well, they're both good. They're you know, both different, whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, what well, what's better, the MCU or the DCU? And it's like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're just completely different things and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But one of the three criticisms was, well... DC has really good villains and Marvel doesn't. And when you watch their movies, you could see how they don't have good villains, right? Whatever. Which is ridiculous what, yeah, to me. That's what I said. Whatever. And it was almost like Marvel's like, okay, we've been doing this for like a decade now. And you guys are still saying this shit? <clears throat> We're going to fuck you up. And then they're like, bam, Black Panther. And they give us uh, Killmonger. Yeah. And he's like, god damn it. 
kind of want him to win. Yeah. And then they give us Infinity War, and you're like, I think I'm okay with him winning. Yeah. And then he kill. Spoiler alert. He kills half of the universe, and you're like, I mean, it's like it's done already. And and that's and it's also like to. to uh, it's not just this year. They have been doing it through the whole phase three where, like, they took the criticism of, like, Ultron and it's like, even though that was a great movie itself. But, like, they're like, oh, yeah, the terrible villains. But then, like, they gave you Baron Zemo or Zemo and he was great. They gave you um, Hela and some people said she's not that great, but I'm like, no, it's Cape Blanchett. She's amazing. And then, yeah, like, Killmonger and Thanos and... And Ant-Man... They said, we'll go one ahead, uh-huh. and we won't technically give you a bad guy. Yeah. And people are like, oh, it's hurting my head. Because like, oh, you say we don't have good villains? What yeah. about no villains? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, but you want to suck shit now, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, but there's a Joker movie coming out, which actually looks pretty good. But No, oh, no, you're talking about Joaquin phoenix but... I actually, I'm talking about the one with uh, uh, Jared Leto, because see, like his uh, his Joker is actually really close to like the comic books oh that are coming out right now. <laughs> this year was like a, it was like a big fuck you to everyone. Yeah, it was. And I, I told, I, I don't know if did I send you that video Which about one? that guy breaking down like, oh why the DC no, or no, why um, MC why. Black Panthers, like, villains weren't great or whatever. He was looking at it as, like, an no. English dude saying, like, well, the, Eng- the 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 English actor, he has to have a big part in it. But it's like, no, you're looking at it the wrong way. So yeah. you are English, and I know you're trying, but you're wrong. Excluding that, it's like they went and, and they they gave you someone who you were, like, I know what you're doing is bad, and I know, like, how you're going about it is bad, but you're also, like, uh, you're kind of right, (laughs) and you're also, like, not selling it like an evil person, more of, like, just think about it, just think about it logically, and you're like, yeah, I can kind of see where you're getting at, and then you're like, no, yeah, I... (laughs) I mean, of course, I wanted Black Panther to win. I mean, like, obviously, like, he obviously had to win. But you know, I'm just like, if it happened to go the other way, I mean, I, you know, yeah. it's a Marvel movie, so like, I have to like it. But like, I mean, I would have liked it. I mean, I kind of prefer it. But no, I mean, I wanted Black Panther. Well, to the win. colonists would have got what they deserved. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, actually. And then they give you Thanos and let's just put it on the table is like when you talk about CG and all this stuff it's like look at how amazing they made him look they took Josh Brolin and they made him feel like he was maybe in like a suit or something yeah like you know obviously it isn't perfect but it is way beyond what you've seen in the past and hopefully you know take a while for it to change because it looked fucking amazing and it gave you this amazing story, and it's like, and the best part about it is they always say, like, oh, DC, DC, they're villains, or whatever. And it's like, they straight up gave them this movie. Yeah. They took up, they took a giant-ass movie, and they're like, all right, 
Yeah, of course we're gonna give you the superheroes, but also this villain. But this super villain. What what made it even more possible is like we've talked about this before in our road to Infinity War. It's that Marvel took the time to tell you, here's all the heroes, here's their whole story. So when we get to Infinity War, we don't have to talk about the heroes. You know what the heroes are. You know what their powers are. You know who they are. So now we can spend a whole movie with Thanos. And that's what we got, basically. And yeah, and that sets up for the the next part, right? Um, part four? Mm-hmm. And End game. <laughs> yeah, when you go into it now, you're like... Oh, now this is why I love that. I mean, like, I want the superheroes to win. Uh-huh. Of course I want them to win. Like, obviously they're going to win. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if he just happened to, like, keep the gala and everything was fine, it's like, yeah, I get it. But, you know, and I'm the saying only, I want them the, to win. The only way that they could defeat Thanos, right, is they they have to go to this one place in the universe where they find the Silver Surfer, and he has to go herald oh, Galactus. I mean, yes, but no. Eyes on the prize. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously, two big blockbusters. <laughs> fucking amazing. But <clears throat> I will say, it does suck that Batman kind of gets treated the way he does. Yeah. It's understandable, but I thought it was... It's so funny because... I love the first Ant-Man. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to like it as much, but mm. I was hopeful. But it was, it was pretty good. <clears throat> and then this one just kind of delivered exactly what you wanted from a second movie. And you can say what you want about that, but a lot of people's complaints about certain things like this, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, they gave us this in the first one and then this in the second one. It's like, oh, well, like, why couldn't you just do this? And it's like, they basically give you kind of what you wanted in the second movie. Yeah. Right? And then they did the, did the thing where they're like, oh, yeah, instead of giving you, like, a villain, we're just going to give you no villain. And then and then everything's going to be awesome because fuck you guys. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we're also going to keep tying this into all oh, the bigger fucking picture. Yeah. And it totally worked. And I, I don't know. I, I understand. And it sucks. But the fact that Marvel could release three amazing movies in one year... And then next year, you're like, oh, they're just going to release another couple of movies. And you're just like, yeah, fucking can't wait. It says a lot. I mean, sure, it could say a lot about us. But it also says a lot about a, a company that can do that, right? That's it can, true. That can, they literally force these movies down your throat. And you're just like, yeah, may I have some more, please? But see, like, some more, please? That's what makes it so, like, that's what makes me, like, excited about it. Is that it's like, yeah, sure, it is... Marvel, who's owned by Disney, who's literally, like, the embodiment of, like, capitalism. But, like, it's one of those things where you, 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 you want, you, there's a part of you, like, a little tiny part that's like, I want to hate this. But then there's this bigger part of you that's like, but, like, it's everything you've ever wanted in in movies. And you're like, well, I'm okay. I'm okay with this. I'm good. What's next? I mean, we're going to always talk about this because obviously it's like, it's basically our lifeblood right now. Mm. And that's fine. But 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. You look back at this year, and it was just it's filled with awesome movies. But we're going to end it here because, duh. And we want to thank you guys for the best first year we could have had. You know, going into this really blindly, I'm surprised that we've kind of gotten here. And what we make the podcast doesn't sound like we're talking, you know, through a mic with spaghettis in our mouth. Yeah. Because we're a shit podcast. Not saying we're great. Not saying we're great. But I'm surprised from people that had no idea how to 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 set up a podcast to mm-hmm. record a podcast yep. to you know publish a podcast that we're here i think we did really well our first we year. figured it out <laughs> and hopefully next year is going to be even better and hopefully we do this till we're like 85 and we're talking about oh we're mighty we had annihilation and i'll tell you about that because there, there was a woman, all women in that movie, and oh yeah, that that was my generation. And one of them was a black woman, and 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 she was gay. Oh, was she gay? I don't know, but it was Tessa Thompson. Someone was, so it's someone like, was gay. Uh, yeah. No, Gina Rodriguez is gay, <laughs> and she's a Latina. She's another colored. <laughs> I can say it because I'm Mexican. Ah. Allegedly. Um, yeah. Seriously, thank you guys so much. Thank you, and guys. I think I'm going to cry. Next year, we want to make this better. Mm. We want to push it further. And hopefully, by this time next year, um, not the Movie Life album, but hopefully this time next year, we can have something even better with more people yeah. And more interactions and, and just all around more. Maybe, but, maybe people will give us more suggestions. Maybe yeah. more people will be like, hey, you guys are great. And I don't know. Maybe something. Well, only time would tell. <laughs> so with that, guys, for the last time this year, hopefully not ever, we want to say hope you had a great year. Yes. Ho- hopefully. Hopefully. Hope- all your holidays have been fantastic. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Be be responsible. Mm-hmm. And follow us on all the twits and instas and email us at intbpodcast at gmail.com and INTB underscore podcast for for all the socials. And just remember guys for the last time of 2018 remember it's not that bad. It's not that bad.